When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch.tv, or maybe you're watching this later on YouTube or Rumble. Check me out there. Uh, subscribe, hit the uh, like buttons, Hit. make sure you uh, follow and hit the bell for notifications, and all that good stuff that comes with the uh, video stuff. Or if you're listening to this on podcast, please be sure to subscribe. Before I get into all of the crazy that I'm going to be talking about this week, specifically what the hell is going on with the Air National Guard, and why are they falling victims to Fed posting? But before I get into it, I need to talk about... Beard oil. Yes, beard oil. I know, usually I start off with coffee, but today I'm going to start off with the ever-wonderful beard oil. First, got to pull up what I'm going to be reading from because I got distracted and realized, oh, it's time to start the show. Uh, so, I have been using for the last several weeks uh, beard oil from Blue Collar Beardsman. And I have been rocking a very glorious mustache, but I have decided... To start growing the beard back out, as you can see in the video, yeah, I look a little scruffy, but again, this is only about like a week's worth of growth, and I really want to see how well this works on going from stubble to a nice, full, luscious beard. Now, the reason I want to start off with them first is because they have uh, really kicked off the whole uh, subscription service. You used to be able to go ahead and subscribe, but now they, they're they really pushing it because now they've got their monthly flip cent starting. And coming up in May, for a subscription fee of 
you can get the new the Sparky. Uh, the Sparky is uh, it'll begin shipping on April twenty fourth. Reserve yours today. Limited amount available. You will never see this scent again. Again, this is a a limited thing. Uh, the scent notes for the Sparky are Sour Patch Kids, Fizzy Lemon Lime Soda, Pink Lemonade, Fruit Punch, and hints of race fuel and leather. If you're a fan of The Apprentice, which that is the uh, the the lemon lime soda flavor one, you will be a fan of this. And again, this is a high quality beard oil. Anyone can buy some cheap uh, argan oil and then add some flavor to it, add some scent to it, and then turn around and sell it. Uh, they said they were at a sh- at a trade show selling their beard oil, and there was a guy in another booth selling his for like $9 a bottle, where theirs is 20 There's a reason why they charge 20 bucks, and that is because I, there's two years of figuring out the right blend of oils and the right concentration of uh of aroma to put into it to get that oil that's going to really condition your facial hair and smell good and last. So they went well out of their way to make a good product, or as they say, a product that works as hard as uh, as hard on your beard as you do. But so go check them out, bluecollarbeardsman.com. Check out their lineup of scents that they have all the time. Plus, uh, go and sign up for the subscription program. They've got, like I said, they have the Sparky coming out. And they've got some other flavors. Uh, I say, keep saying flavors. Some other scents in the works. Uh, Kentucky Coal Miner, HVAC Tech, Working to Death, Snowplower, Night Shift, Underwater Welder. These are uh, some of the ones coming out in the next six months that are going to have some amazing scents and really pays homage to different hard-working blue-collar jobs. Check them out today, bluecollarbeardsman.com. All right, so getting into the insanity. So we all know, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, that... A uh, 21-year-old Air National Guardsman was arrested by the FBI this week for leaking highly classified documents. Now, there's been a lot of discussion. How does how does a 21-year-old have such a have access to this? Well, uh, Jack Tejera, he is a I'm presuming an intel analyst because he does belong to uh, an intelligence wing in the Air National Guard. And so I'm presuming as an analyst, that's how he has the security clearance. Now, getting a security clearance isn't all that difficult. I mean, granted, when you do your SF-86, that is the form that you fill out when applying for any kind of security clearance, whether it's a secret, whether it's top secret, TSSCI, whatever they are, uh, you fill out the same form, and that 
basically gives them all the inform gives the federal government all the information to do your background check. Make sure that you are not going to be a person who is susceptible to becoming an insider threat and being used as uh, used used as an asset for another intelligence service. So, so this kid has his TS, so he can go into the skiff which is where all the uh, all these classified documents are held and accessed. And he was able to somehow get onto a service that allowed him to pull up these documents where he then printed them off. And then he would take the printed off paper, fold them up, stick them in a pocket on his uniform, and then walk out. And then he would go on to his uh, Discord server with his other friends. And he would share this. Like, whoa, look at what's going on. Now, I there's been some people who have been defending him. There are some people who are comparing him to Edward Snowden. There are people who are vilifying him as a traitor. Now, I'm not going to go as far as say he is a traitor. I'm not going to praise him as some sort of hero either. Uh, As much as the libertarian movement loves to praise Edward Snowden, Edward Snowden broke the law. If what he discovered working as a contractor for the NSA was just so egregious that it should have been properly brought to everyone's attention, he shouldn't have gone to Glenn Greenwald. He shouldn't have gone to uh, some other members of the media before eventually having all those documents turn up on WikiLeaks. There there are ways to do it that that would have protected him and been well within the bounds of the law. He didn't do that. He he could have used the whistleblower, uh, whistleblower protections and done it that way. He chose not to. So while, yeah, Edward Snowden did bring a, bring to light a lot of a, a lot of details on spying that's done on American citizens, not just overseas, as the CIA's mandate is, but here at home. He brought all this to light, and that's good. We should know what's going on, what's being how our government's working against us. He did not do it in the right and legal way. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna venerate him as some sort of hero. I'm not gonna do the same thing with this kid. This kid knew he was breaking the law. Did he do anything worse than other people like Hillary Clinton did? No, not at all. In fact, I think Hillary Clinton was worse because she had staffers going into these skiffs and taking pictures of the documents and then edit the pictures so, where, so that way the uh, the top secret stamp at the top of the page is edited out. So, oh, it wasn't marked top secret. How did I know? I don't know. Each paragraph uh, header that had a little set of parentheses, it had like a C or a TS or anything like that. Those are, those are classification headings. You can have a top secret document 
And then you'll have a U for this paragraph is unclassified. But well, there's some interesting drama that ne- that doesn't really happen a lot during the recording of a podcast. I apologize for just jumping up and running out of the room. Producer Wrigley decided that he was going to fall off of his kennel or off of his cage, and I had to go save him before the dogs tried to eat him. So if you heard squawking that got recorded and, you know, obviously me jumping up and taking off, I apologize. Certain things have priority over a podcast, especially very expensive producers who don't want to be eaten by dogs. So anyways, before I had to go save a bird, this this kid, somehow he has access. Now, one of the theories I've heard proffered, um, I believe it was from uh, Jason Buttrell. He is the uh, head researcher for the uh, Glenn Beck program and one of the head writers. He kind of proffered that, A... Maybe somehow this guy email through, you know, for classified documents ended up on the wrong uh, distro list. Anyone in the military who did office work, they understand how distro lists work. You get a list of email addresses that this information is going to go to all these people and you just... Every time you send the email that you want to go to that group of people, you select the list, you add it to your uh, to your recipients, send it out. Believe me, I used to get emails for for an army captain all the time who just happened to share the same first and last name. I don't know how many emails I said, hey, I am not this person, please remove me from your distro list. And for some reason, they never removed me. So, is it possible that he was getting these emails by mistake? Because even if he had a top secret uh, SCI, secret compartmentalized information, and he's getting the stuff, technically he is not authorized to view it because he is not read in. Even if he had just a plain top secret clearance, he wouldn't be authorized because... He doesn't have need to know. So then, so that's the first theory. He's getting these emails by getting emailed these slides and these slide decks by mistake. Mm, Pardon me. And, you know, then he was just like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is going on. I need to tell people. And, and, And I think, of all the scenario of the possible scenarios, I think that is like the least um, the least egregious because the material was sent to him, even though it shouldn't have been, and then he was able to see it, and then he made poor decisions. Uh, the more egregious was that somebody else was working in the skiff with him and had the computer open. And on the secure network, 
and was pulling up this information for legitimate reasons. And they would leave the skiff, not shut the computer down, and then he would go and see what was on it. And then go and then, you know, print it off and take it out of the skiff, take pictures of it, upload on the Discord server before, you know, eventually Discord someone in that group started putting on Telegram and they ended up on Twitter from there and it was just a big old mess. I have a third option. And based on the way that our own FBI has been over the past 50 years, my ear's doing something weird and it's like, can't really hear right. But the, uh, the FBI loves to uh, become the Federal Bureau of Entrapment. I mean, we saw this with the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case, where uh, what the twenty members of that group that were plotting to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, thirteen of them were FBI informants. See, that's, uh, and the number of informants that the FBI still has not, uh, released for as how many were inside the, the mob on January 6th. My question is how many, um, Espionage cases that have been done over the last several years have been the FBI or the CIA trying to set up other people, whether they're, you know, they're being motivated by ideology, religion, offer of money, whatever the case may be. (coughs) Pardon me. And it just kind of seems really hinky to me about how and why this information he'd been getting for months and months. And now the federal government is, you know, Joe Biden's already come out and said that we need to use this as a reason why we need better monitoring of social media. Uh, No. I don't think so. They're really using this to push the new whatever it is, the new Patriot Act. I've I've kind of forgotten the name of it. But it's ridiculous, though, to think that we're at a point in our time with our own federal government that we have to honestly look at them and say, well, I don't necessarily trust their, their narrative. I don't trust the the reasons why they're saying X, Y, and Z happened. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, Tajera, he was arrested without incident, and from the sounds of it, he knew the FBI was coming. They said he was just chilling on his back porch, reading a book, and 
yeah, just stood up and walked to them and surrendered. Now, again, I cannot say for sure that he was baited into anything. But it just seems really odd in the fact that, yep. This has been a night. Parrots flopping everywhere. He did it again, and obviously, again, have to make sure my producers are safe. So, oh, this is going to make for such an interesting YouTube video. I'll have to make sure I definitely uh, <clears throat> put some uh, warnings in the video description about the... Uh, Many times I'm running off in the middle of the show. Yeah, so. The the fact that the FBI just. And the federal government is so jumping on using this to attack. You know, the ability of Americans to communicate freely. And I know there's going to be a lot of Americans. Same thing with the Patriot Act when it passed. Oh, well, I'm not doing nothing wrong. They can watch everything I say. Well, okay, that's all well and good. But should you really have the government monitoring the words coming out of your mouth, the words that are being typed up on the screen, regardless if you're doing anything wrong or not, if you're breaking the law or not? How many of those same people get really pissy when they get pulled over when they're not breaking the law? I wasn't speeding. Why did you pull me over? Why do you mean you're stopping every car driving down this road to see if they're sober, see if the driver is sober? People get really pissed about that. But when it comes to you know stuff like the Patriot Act, when it comes to, <coughs> pardon me, when it comes to, wanting to monitor our online communications. They're fine with that. Passive inconvenient, passive breaking of, you know, all this stuff doesn't ever seem to bother them. But when it comes to active, that's when they get their get all their knickers in a twist. It's very, very hard to explain. But for some reason, a lot of the stuff about, you know, there's numbers in here that they say have been you know, doctored the 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 KD ratio in in Ukraine, the number of Ukrainians uh, killed versus the uh, Russians. They say that those those images have been doctored. Well, I'm just wondering if maybe someone at the FBI just. 
not being didn't just happen to find a find their way into this uh, server, figure out who who this guy was in the Air National Guard, because then you know, you can do a search through the emails, and you can find recipients through an email search. You don't have to have their actual email address. <clears throat> and if he has a secure email, who's to say that someone trying to uh, do some entrapment didn't just happen to, uh, you know, find a way to weasel their way in and make a contact and then set them up for failure. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, getting into my second story of the evening. Um, again, this is a question about the Air National Guard and Fed posting. Fed posting, for those of you who don't know, that's basically when a member of the federal government, specifically the FBI, starts making posts as an anonymous person to elicit certain responses. Yeah, you know, you'll see, you know, normally it the the accusations of fed posting are in jest. You'll see someone, you know, you know, a hot chick on the interwebs posting, you know, stuff trying to get pick guys take pictures of themselves with guns and put up or you know, so where are you from and blah 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 blah. And you'll see, not today, Fed, as a response. Well, I, I, there's a website. I'm like 99% sure it is an absolute fed post. 100% the FBI watches. Well, I mean, I know they watch it because that's how they caught this dude. Now the site claims to be, or a lot of people claim sites. Oh, it's, it's a parody. It's satire. It's not really what you think it is yet. I've, I've caught at least 
two stories based on this website that involve the FBI making arrests. A Tennessee National Guardsman caught trying to moonlight as a hitman, feds say. This is a story that came out on yesterday, April 14th. Tennessee National Air Guard. Who wrote this? Who the hell wrote this? A Tennessee National Air Guardsman. A Tennessee Air National Guardsman is facing charges for allegedly submitting his resume to what he thought was a website hiring contract killers. But in reality, it was a parody site that tipped off federal authorities. Josiah Ernesto Garcia, 21, also 21, weird, was charged on Thursday with using interstate commerce facilities in the commission of a murder for hire after allegedly submitting an employment inquiry to rentahitman.com. <clears throat> if you are in, so if you are an aspiring hitman and you're listening to this podcast, I don't think this is the podcast for you. But if but if politically this is up your alley and you're listening to this podcast, do not submit a resume to rentahitman.com. You will get yourself busted. Just saying. Find find more reputable websites that aren't mo- being monitored by the FBI. According to prosecutors, Garcia said he worked for the Air National Guard while submitting a query expressing interest in obtaining employment as a hitman. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a job that pays well, related to my military experience, shooting and killing the marked target, so I can support my kid on the way. Garcia allegedly wrote in one email according to a criminal complaint filed in Tennessee Federal Court. What can I say? I enjoy doing what I do. So if I can find a job that's similar to it, such as this one, put me in, coach. The application spurred a month-long sting, during which Garcia admitted in one phone interview that he was comfortable taking fingers and ears as trophies for his clients. He was asked to do a $5,000 job in April and was ultimately arrested on April 12th after inquiring as to whether he, quote, Need to take a photo of the dead body as proof that the job was complete, the Fed said. It was not immediately clear whether Garcia has a lawyer. A spokesman for the Tennessee Military Department confirmed that Garcia enlisted in the Air National Guard in July 2021 and that the agency is aware of of this recent arrest and will support civil law enforcement as they continue their investigation. Garcia is just one of a slew of individuals who have fallen prey to the fake assassin website and was originally created in 2005 to, quote, advertise a cybersecurity startup company, end quote. <clears throat> Although the company never took off, the complaint states, the website received many inquiries about murder-for-hire services and eventually converted itself to a parody site that contains false testimonies from those who have purported to use Hitman services and an intake form where people can request services. Caught my husband cheating with the babysitter, and our relationship was terminated after a free public relations consultation. I'm single again, looking to mingle. One of the false testimonies on the website states, Thanks, Guido, and rent a hitman. 
The complaint notes that the website also has an inquiry form to apply to work as a hired killer, which Garcia allegedly submitted on February 16th in his application. Garcia allegedly indicated that he had military experience and rifle experience and required in-depth job description. The next day, Garcia allegedly reached out again, this time including his Tennessee home address, and indicated that he was looking for employment, but was having trouble with the website. On February 18th, the website owner responded to Garcia under the guise of the company's CEO, Guido Finello, and asked for his resume, headshot, and identification. I'm just going to stop there. If you're that freaking stupid that you think you're going to get hired as a hitman from rentahitman.com, you deserve to go to jail. Now, I wonder how much this guy, uh, the guy who owns the website, who poses as CEO Guido, which I mean, if the CEO's name is Guido, and that doesn't immediately immediately raise red flags that, yeah, I don't think it's quite what they're saying it is. You're dumb. But... This, this is a guy who absolutely gave himself up to be uh, to be arrested. He he set himself up for massive failure. Yeah, I'll send you my home address, my picture, a copy of my driver's license. Does does this not sound like the uh, you might? Possibly, possibly be getting scammed in any way, shape, or form. Anyone? Anyone? No, you look like an idiot. Exactly! Hit my mic stand. But to be dumb enough that you are sharing top secret information that you accidentally came across while working in the skiff to be submitting a picture, your home address, a copy of your driver's license, and possibly even your military ID to anyone on the internet. Like the, I, I'll get called out, die, your claims of your military, that's, uh, that's obviously, uh, yeah, stole a valor. Okay, cool. Let's stack, uh, let's stack DD-214s, Mr. Stolen Valor. I have, I have a redacted copy that I keep on my phone for just such emergencies. You know, the important ones that have my home of record address blacked out my closest living relative name and address and any other contact information blacked out my social security number blacked out 
anything that could be used to try stealing my identity, blacked out on all two pages of it. It, it's absolutely redonkulous to think that how are these guys passing their ASVAB? How are these guys <clears throat> getting their jobs in the military? I mean, obviously, the, the, the one guy, uh, Jack Teixeira, he is an intel analyst. So I would imagine his ASVAB score was pretty freaking high. And he must have had a great background that he was able to get the secret clearance to be to serve as an analyst in a military intelligence unit. Being being a part of that intelligence wing in the Massachusetts Air National Guard. Now the story with uh, Numbnuts in Tennessee, it doesn't say what unit he was, doesn't say what he did in the Air Force. All I know is that he was a combat cook in the Air National Guard. I don't know. He could have been a wrench turner <clears throat> for wheeled vehicles or an uh, engineer unit. I don't know. It doesn't say. But if you're that dumb... How are you serving in my military? Now, don't get me wrong. I have met some really, really, really unintelligent people serving in serving the Army and the National Guard during my tenure. But it's just one of those, how? How are you that dumb? Now, maybe Tejera, maybe he was driven by an ideology that, oh my God, our own government's doing this to us. They're lying to us about having special forces in Ukraine. They're lying to us about <coughs> X, Y, and Z information is being made public. <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, no, it's, it's been three weeks since I got the bronchitis and I still got some hacking and coughing going on. I apologize. Um. How is it possible that in a volunteer-only military that we are this desperate that we get guys who are this not bright? I do not get it. No, sir. No, I don't. But it be what it be. Now, for some other news, I... I really need to get a uh, on my board a, a clip of uh, John Cleese from Monty Python. And now for something completely different. Loud explosion. So, with all the stuff that happened during COVID, lockdowns, can't open your church. If you do open your church, it, you have a you have a you have a cap on how many people can be there. You have to wear masks. You can't have baptisms. The choir can't sing. If you try to have an outdoor church service, we will put nails down in your driveway to keep people from sitting in their cars, rolling down the windows, 
or turning on the radios, they have a small FM transmitter so they can hear the sermon from the pastor. Well, no state did it better than California. Let me tell you, they were the absolute chef's kiss of COVID lockdown strategy. Well, this goes to the Bay Area. In the Bay Area, San Jose's Calvary Church ordered to pay $1.2 million in fines for violating health orders during COVID. A Superior Court of California judge in Santa Clara County ruled that Calvary Chapel San Jose must pay $1.2 million in fines, including interest, for violating public health orders during the COVID-19 pandemic emergency. Judge Yvette Pennypacker, that's a name, made the ruling last Friday citing the church's egregious conduct. The judge rejected the church's argument that the public health officer's orders prevented it from exercising its religious freedom or violated the Constitution. Yeah, you're right. A state or county, any government official telling a church how it will worship, how it can worship, how many people can be in the building worshiping, whatever religion it may be, whether it is a Jewish synagogue, whether it is a uh, uh, an Islamic mosque, whether it is a Buddhist temple, the church Whatever the church happens to be, if the government is interfering in the manner and amount of people and and all of that, that is infringing on their religious practice. The church routinely held large indoor unmasked services during the coronavirus pandemic despite the health orders that applied to every entity in the county. <clears throat> The Office of the County Council on Wednesday issued a statement on the ruling. Quote, It would appear clear to all, regardless of religious affiliation, that wearing a mask while worshiping one's God and communing with other congregants is a simple, unobtrusive, giving way to protect others while still exercising your right to religious freedom. Unfortunately, defendants repeatedly refused to model, much less enforce this gesture. Instead, they repeatedly flouted their refusal to comply with the public health orders and urged others to do so. Who cares what the cost, including death? End quote. After shuttering in March 2020, amid the early days of the pandemic, Calvary, with an indoor capacity of 600 people, reopened for religious services on May 31st, 2020, without a capacity cap, which was required at the time for indoor activities. Pardon me. Between May 31st, 2020 and May 2021, Calvary held a pair of Sunday services with an average attendance between 300 and 500 attendees, according to the judgment, as well as prayer gatherings and roughly 1,000 baptism ceremonies. The Superior Court's order comes after federal court largely dismissed Calvary's claims against the county. The remainder of the case was stayed, allowing the state court to rule, county council said. The county said its priority was to take care of its residents during the public health emergency, 
and that their lawsuit against the church was to seek accountability. No. The responsibility of the county is not to ensure everybody's safety. It's it's not. If they if they really cared about everybody's safety, <clears throat> would San Francisco and the Bay Area be so full of uh, homeless encampments? Would there be dirty needles from drug use out on the streets? There's so much that they would be doing, but instead they're going after a church. Now, I'm not saying that in going after the church is a blatant attack on Christianity. I'm not going to do that. Because the fact of the matter is, I don't know if that is what they're doing. However, however indeed, When you have Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, you have all these places that after a while, even even by May, <coughs> in most places you didn't have pe- you didn't have uh, people standing at the entrances, counting how many people went in, and then oh five people came out. All right, next five come in. You didn't have that. By May of 2021, most places were already opening up. And the the fact that California just had to be losing their minds while and trying to enforce this while their own governor, the governor of the state, <coughs> pardon me, was dining unmasked at the French Laundry, hosting large unmasked gatherings at his family's vineyard. But they're going after a church. One that probably can't afford $1.2 million. Now, there's some tweets concerning this from August of or a tweet from Henry K. Lee. I don't know who Henry K. Lee is. Uh, Looks like he's uh, with KTVU. (coughs) So August 15th of last year, state appeals court tosses temporary restraining orders, contempt orders, and monetary sanctions against Calvary San Jose Chapel. Knowing that they are facially unconstitutional, due to recent U.S. Supreme Court guidance, RE, free exercise of religion, in context of health orders. Yet they appealed that and were able to push the fines through. I really don't know what to say about this. I mean, it's, it's absolutely appalling. To think that a church would just get slammed like that because how dare you exercise your beliefs within the tenets of your faith? How dare you buck the rulers of earth 
for the ruler of the universe. How dare you not put a cap how many people can come to service? <clears throat> how dare you say no to the state? How dare you stand up against us? It's just proof that the people in California, they do not care. They do not give one iota of a cracker about anything when it comes to equally enforcing the laws and mandates of that state. All right, so before I get, <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> like I said, I had bronchitis three weeks ago, and it's still yeah, messed with my chest a little bit. Um, before I get out of here, I this is not paid for at all, but I want to talk about it. The movie Nefarious. This is uh, based off of the book by Steve Dace, A Nefarious Plot. Um, this is such a great movie. And if you're not a religious person and, you know, you, you don't like religious worldview, you don't like Christian movies. Okay. Go watch it for the thriller aspect of it. Yeah. There's a lot of Christian worldview. If you're a Christian going, Oh, it's a, it's a rated R movie. I, it, it's gotta be awful. Yeah. Okay. There's a depiction of a suicide and a depiction of an electrocution execution. And neat. the the suicide depiction, it's literally a guy falling past a window and you hear him scream as he goes by. The the execution scene, kind of graphic. I will I will give that, but it's not gory and gross. There's no bad language throughout the movie. Even though one of these one of the characters is a demon. <coughs> it's an absolutely great watch. Um, and the way it portrays how atheism and acceptance and blah, 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 and all, all these uh, progressive, I, you know, big P progressive ideas that have really infiltrated our society have really led to society's downfall. And it gets, and all of it gets thrown in your face by Nefarious. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery does a hell of a job portraying Nefarious. Uh, Jordan Belfi as Dr. Martin is outstanding in his own right. And it's two guys in a room for the majority of the movie. Just back and forth, witty, not necessarily witty dialogue, but very compelling. An amazing, amazing story. And it will absolutely blow your mind. Um, the scariest part of the movie is, during the epilogue, Glenn Beck's fat face taking up the entire movie screen. Um, that will... Uh, that will upset many young younger viewers, but I highly recommend it. if you have a teenager, go watch it. If you have 
if you can convince people in your church to get a group together to go watch it, please do. Absolutely worth however much it costs at your local movie theater to get in. Please go see it. Absolutely amazing. Five stars. We'll watch again. All right, so that's going to wrap up my show for this week. Again, sorry for the blank spots in this uh, where producer Wrigley decided he was going to either fall or try flying off of his cage, and I had to go save him from dogs. It doesn't happen often, and the fact that it happened twice during the show, a little unnerving, and I, I apologize for that. Again, thank you so much for sticking with me. Those of you who... Uh, you know, this is your first time listening to the podcast, please ask the same four things every week. Number one, please subscribe. Number two, please rate it. Five stars. I'll accept four. Three and below. Hit me up on Twitter. We need to talk at fake Tyler Morgan. Um, once you have subscribed, rated, please review it. And then once you have reviewed it, please send this episode or a link to the show in general whether it be, you know, com slash podcast, whether it be on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible. <coughs> God, man, this trying to get over this bronchitis still just kicking my butt. Um, again, wherever you want to listen to it, please subscribe. Please share it. Rate it, review it. So let other people know what you think about this show. It means a lot. Uh, if you would like ad-free content, if you're... Been noticing that since I switched over to Acast in the middle of the show, there's getting getting to be uh, a commercial or two playing, and you don't like that, by all means, please go to patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show and sign up as a patron. The link is in the show notes. Um, five bucks a month for the lowest membership, and it gets you ad-free episodes. It gets you bonus content whenever I have the opportunity to put bonus content together. Uh, early access to interviews whenever I do an interview. Please, by all means, so help support that on Patreon. All Anything that comes from this, co- uh, buy, buy me a coffee through Ko-Fi, whether it's buying merch at the store, all of that money goes into keeping this show up on the air, it maintains equipment, it replaces broken cords and cables. Maybe one day there'll be enough I can get a couple cameras in here and get have my daughter sit across the room and switch cameras and make me look uglier than I already is. Whatever. You know, building the show is great, but hey, I I do it for catharsis and I do it for your entertainment. So if I can help make it more entertaining, maybe maybe you know, I don't have issues where my Twitch decides it's going to crash partway through my episodes. Either way, gladly, gladly take whatever help y'all can give me because you guys are amazing. Thank you so very much for listening, watching, and enjoying the show. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless, daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com 
link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1 7. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.